Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. My name is Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are back with another of you guys' favorite episodes um, a Reddit episode specifically, we're doing an Am I the A-Hole episode. So Megan can go ahead and explain what that is if you're new and haven't listened recently. So we have different episodes where we go on some different subreddits. Usually it's Am I the A-Hole or Unpopular Opinions, but we've also done a Change My Mind subreddit. And we like to go on there and read through some of the things that people have submitted. And then we basically do what people do on Reddit and after they submit their situation, people try to say if the person was or was not an a-hole or if everybody sucks or anything like that. So we read the situation to you guys. You can think through your thoughts and then we will ultimately also say our thoughts mm-hmm. as well. And then every once in a while we'll look at the comments and like some other responders, see what they have to say, if they have like a different perspective or opinion that kind of might like change our minds a little bit. Um, but Yeah. Should be a fun episode. I think we have some good ones to read today. But before we get started, we are going to go ahead and tell you guys our weekly spotlight. You want to go first, Megan? Um, I guess my weekly spotlight would probably be going to the gymnastics club for the first time. It's oh, going to be mine. Um, I honestly about that. just thought about that last minute, but I was like, you know what? That probably is my highlight. Um, so... If you guys don't know, so you're not used to do gymnastics all the way through high school, and we still do somewhat cheer gymnastics-related videos every once in a while, not as much anymore on our TC2 channel, but we did for a long time throughout undergrad, even though we didn't do gymnastics anymore. And so we had known that there was some form of a gymnastics club for quite a while during undergrad, but you guys would not believe the difficulty that like, almost we should, like, talk about this a little bit. It because was impossible to find any information about the gymnastics, cl- gymnastics club. So there's a website that has all of the clubs at the University of Iowa. And so it's always been on that. Always has been on there. Has never been confusing in that sense. But then, you know, during freshman year, I kind of was, like, iffy on, like, if I wanted to actually join the gymnastics club. I didn't fully feel like I needed it, but I thought it could be fun every once in a while. So there was one point, I don't know when exactly I decided to like reach out for the first time, but I tried contacting like whoever the president was or something like that. Or I don't know if I just tried to hit like the join club type thing and hoping I would get information that way. But then I know I didn't hear back for a while and I wasn't getting any information. So then a while after that, this was like me and Sierra collectively. I don't know who was doing what, but we both did try multiple times. At one point, Someone was like, we got in contact with someone, but they were like, oh, like it's men's only right now. And like, maybe women can join in the future. But I knew it was not like, I knew it had been everyone on the past. So I was just like, what do you mean? Well, then I would get confused because like after that, I think I was on their Instagram at some point and there was at least one girl who was on the team, I thought. So then I was like, I thought it was men only. It literally felt like they were trying to not let us join. Like it was impossible. So eventually we'd give up. And then sometimes we would try again. But again, like, information was 
impossible. So basically forgot about it. Not didn't forget about it, but just gave up. And then for a TC2 video that isn't going to go up for a couple weeks, I really wanted to do kind of like a day in the life of a college gymnast to the like best of my ability. That. And so I thought it'd be really cool to like actually use the gym that the Iowa gymnasts use. And so well, at first I when Megan was like planning this video, she was like, I should probably like go to a gymnastics gym, right? And I was like, well, probably that's kind of the whole gymnastics point of it. So at first I was like, you could maybe like do a trampoline park because there's one in the area and like that might be the vibe. But I think that what we ended up doing was much better and a lot more like actually to the routine of a college gymnast. And so, you know, I found out that the club, the gymnastics club had an Instagram page and it seemed like they were more active and like I knew that there were more people in it. It just seemed like more more cohesive and less confusing so I decided kind of last minute, I was like, let me reach out. It's going to be a weird request, but I found like the president and I reached out to her to like basically say like, hey, can we please come to a practice and like record ourselves for the video? And she actually was a previous viewer. So she actually hey. knew who I was and I was like, that helps. Um, so yeah, she was super nice, really easy, helped us kind of get things set up. And then we, she made it, did it yesterday process. and it's honestly, like, I did not expect it to be so fun. Like, it was just literally, like, an yeah. open gym, basically. And it's, like, an every night type thing. If we actually wanted to go, we're technically part of the club now because we yeah. have to fill out waivers. Um, so, yeah, we can just go, you know, when we want to most weekdays. Yeah, so we went, uh, I think, just for an hour, like, 7 to 8. Yes, yeah, yesterday. And I was like, okay, we have to humble ourselves a little bit because every time I go to the gym, I feel like I'm like, oh, I can still do everything. And I, like, know my body. I know, like, what I can and can't do. But still, some of the things that I'm like, oh, I can for sure do that. It's like, ooh, that was a little rough. Like, I was doing my round of hand tucks, and I could do it. But I was like, oof, I just feel heavy, you know, when I'm tumbling. But, and, like, bars, I did two kips, so that was good. I'm like, do I remember my grips up? I know, right? Or, like, mine Vault, are, like, I'm not touching at the gym. So, I'm like, should I order a new pair of grips? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how often we go, but I do think that we will go back. Um, and it was very fun. And I think that it'd be interesting to see kind of just like if we started doing that regularly, what we could kind of pick back up or how we could kind of like condition ourselves back into shape a little bit. Or like I was even telling Megan, just like that literally like counts as a workout. Like, you know, I want to work out X many days a week. And I feel like not that I've been doing a bad job. It's also like, it's also been the t- a time issue with like how much I can get myself to go work out at the rec or something but gymnastics is a little bit more fun than working out at the gym and so if I want to like start incorporating that as a workout day then it's I call it functional movement even though it's not really functional but you know it's my body doing things and it's a different type of training so yeah I also think like if I start going regularly to practice one we might make a tc2 video about it and then second of all I think that I need to start structuring it a little bit more kind of like a practice-ish type thing um, and do some like good stretching out and warm-ups. And like we kind of did that yesterday a little bit, but like if I continue to do that, I want to be a little bit more intentionable, intentionable, (laughs) intentional um, with the stretching and then the warm-ups and then just doing skills. Yeah. I, well, I realized I need to work on my back flexibility if I want to like get some of my stuff back because what I've realized even going back to our old gym, I can do a back walkover on beam still, but it 
kind of scares me now, honestly, because I've lost so much back flexibility that when I'm bending back, it just feels like I'm like not bending the way that I want to. And like, I don't know if that makes sense, but just like I can tell my lack of flexibility is making it harder to do. Or I was trying to do my aerial walkover yesterday and Sierra took a couple videos of me and I did do my aerial walkover not that long ago. So I can't say it's entirely due to back flexibility, but when I was watching the videos back, it honestly like my head stayed down. Most of the time, I just felt like my foot wasn't landing, like, as underneath me because my back's not that flexible anymore. So, and they have a laser beam, too. So, like, I'm not saying pit, that my back handspring back on me. track but, into a pit. But I could have some stepping stones. So, yeah. And uh, I did, like, tumbling into a full, which is the first time I did that since 2018. Because that was the last time I did it on floor. And then, like, every time I've done my full since then has just been on a trampoline. And it's different when you're, like, tumbling into it. So had to work on the timing for that a little bit since I suck at tumbling, like, on a tumble track. Could not do it with a back handspring because, like, I was not doing well with that. So I was like, I guess I can do it out of a round off. Okay. And then I did it. And it was actually pretty good. So, yeah, that was fun. And surprisingly, not horribly sore today. Yeah. I was worried. I kind of limited myself yesterday, though. Um, and I think we were like, we should probably like make ourselves like do splits if we're going to actually do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it would be good. So yeah. Um, hopefully we, this is not like the only time we talk about it. Watch this be like, oh, never again. I think we'll for sure at least go back one more time, you know, but I could see this becoming a little thing for us. So yeah. Perhaps in some future, uh, week in our life videos, it'll be like, oh, gymnastics practice time. And that'll become like a thing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. In I will other go news, ahead. The Hawkeyes are 3-0. and So that was good. We were mm-hmm. at the game on Saturday. Not a great game, but it was fine. Anything else to add? No. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the first situation. Um, I think what we should do, because we don't do this all the time, but like, let's do it where we read the like kind of title, and then we'll get like the initial thoughts. Of what we're thinking. Am I the a-hole for only paying for a portion of my son's college, even though we had money from his dead brother's college college fund? So I, like, did also read this one to you guys. And, like, my initial thoughts were, like, no, not the a-hole. But you can go ahead and read it, and we can discuss further. Okay. I, 58-year-old female, will always be mother to my twin sons, Thomas and Sam. And the summer after they graduated when they were 18, Thomas passed away. I can't begin to explain how broken I was. At that point, Sam had already accepted an offer to go to an Ivy League school. My husband and I had had saved about $100,000 for each of the boys, but Sam's school was so expensive that the money wouldn't cover it. Before Thomas passed, Sam was fine with taking out student loans to cover the rest. Then we lost Thomas. Less than two months after it happened, Sam asked if he could have the one hundred k that we set aside for Thomas. I lost it on him. I told him that it was Thomas's money and not his, and, I, and it deserved to go to Thomas. This is where I might have been the a-hole because Sam could have used the money, but he didn't get a cent of it. To be fair, my husband and I didn't get a cent of it either. We donated it all to various charities against drunk driving in memory of Thomas. This was all about 10 years ago. Sam took out student loans, but he's so young and already a very successful lawyer. I believe he's paid most of the loans off by now, possibly all. If that matters at all, my husband and I contributed a significant amount, about $50,000 to his law school tuition as well. I thought we were past it, but the other day Sam brought up how unfair it was for me to refuse to give him Thomas's money. We had a tearful argument over it, and now I just don't know what to think. If I could do it, if I could do it again, I still don't think I would give him that money. Um, does that make me an a-hole? And then she has an edit, so 
maybe I'll read that after. But see, even after reading this, I was like, I don't think you're the a-hole. I feel like I overall agree, especially because they didn't just keep it for themselves either. But I do think that as a child, it's like hard to understand that. Like when your parents have the means to do that and it was set aside for you anyways. But I also feel like it's meaningful for them and probably part of their grieving process to have donated the money. That's what I was thinking too. Because like, I mean, again, it's their money. Like they can spend it however they want to. Like they could have just kept it if they wanted to. But I think that I would imagine, because that's all I can do. Like when you're a grieving parent and you have like, you know, oh, this was supposed to go to my kid. Like how can I use this money in a way that's going to honor their memory. Like, that's what I feel like I would be thinking as a parent. And I'm not sure, like, what drunk driving charities do. I know, like, that's what some of the comments were saying. But, like, also, like, if it were, like, imagine if it were to go to, like, a family impacted by drunk driving, whether it goes to, like, someone who was in an accident and is, like, recovering, like, fees for that. So I'm not sure, like, again, what type of charities those would go to. But I would imagine, like, that would be very, like, helpful in the grieving process to, like, know that you were helping someone who had gone through something similar. I also feel like the other situation is, like, if this son hadn't passed away, it would have been the same financial situation that he would have been dealing with anyways. And let's not act like $150,000 in total given to you is not generous. So, like, that's the other part of my issue is, like, that's a lot of money to get towards college. And if you have to pay for some of it, then my goodness, like, that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So, what I was shocked was how pretty much the entire comments are all saying that they are the a-hole. Like, they're all like, YTA, YGA, give the money to your son, because he's grieving too. So, that kind of shocked me a little bit. I was like, no one agrees with me? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't read the comments. Alright, so the first one that I have is... Am I the a-hole for asking my girlfriend not to eat so much? Initial thoughts. My initial thought is that I've been on this subreddit too many times to mm-hmm. know that they always like to pull you in with the title. So I feel like it's probably going to end up being fine. But based on the title, you kind of want to be like, how in any situation is that something that would make sense? It's got 13,000 upvotes, so should be a good one. Okay. I know the title sounds bad, but this is a pretty specific situation, so please hear me out. I, at 26 male, have been dating a woman we will call Ashley, 26 female, for about three months. Ashley grew up financially well-off and relatively privileged, and it has been a point of friction in our relationship with her not understanding slash grasping the level of poverty I and my family grew up with. It is also relevant to this story that Ashley is a heavier person and is a very vocal advocate for body positivity and will very assertively stand up to anyone fat-shaming herself or others. The other person who is relevant to this story is my grandma, 70. My grandmother is a wonderful woman, but she is both very proud and very broke. She likes to have us over for dinner and is an excellent cook, but financially she can't really afford it. She refuses to take any money from me or anyone else and won't let anyone bring food, saying it's her responsibility to take care of her family. She also takes offense if you turn down the invitation. About a month ago, we had dinner with her, and now she likes the food so much she went back for second and third large portions. She's not done, or this is not done in my family. We all take single, a single small portion as leftovers are what my grandmother has to eat for the week. So Ashley taking more meant my grandmother didn't eat for the next couple of days. After the dinner, her I explained. Her one meal took, her one round of seconds took 
multiple days worth um, of food it was from the grandmother. Second and third large portions. After the dinner, I explained this to Ashley and she was shocked. I tried to bring my grandmother food, but she refused the quote charity out of pride. My grandmother has invited us to dinner again this weekend. Before we go, I tried to have a discussion with Ashley reiterating my grandmother's financial situation and asking that she only take a single smaller portion so my grandmother can have food for the food for the week. Uh, I said we could go eat again after the meal. She was still hungry. Ashley got very angry at this and she and said she will not be shamed for her eating. She will not limit her food and that no one other than her decides when she's had enough food. She also said I was fat shaming her. This whole ordeal was highlighted a lot of or has highlighted a lot of incompati- incompatibility issues. And I don't know if the relationship is going to last, but just want some other opinions on if I'm the a-hole. Um, my initial thoughts are that he's not the a-hole. And at first I was kind of like going to argue like devil's ad- advocate, and I still might a little bit. And But then like when you said one thing specifically where he mentioned if she was still hungry after going to the grandma's for dinner, that they could go get food again. And so I'm kind of thinking that if he hadn't said that, I was going to say, like, usually if you go somewhere for dinner, like, you want to go and you want to, like, eat and feel full. And so I kind of was like, before you had said that, I was kind of like, nothing's working here for anyone. The grandma's being too nice and not letting people help. She's also, like, then the girl wants to eat because she's going somewhere to eat dinner and she's hungry. And I get that as well. And so... Yeah, but then I was kind of like, I put myself in this situation, and I simply would just do what the boyfriend is asking, because mm-hmm. it's not that hard, and you could go get more food after somewhere else. I agree. I Like, at first, my issue was going to be with, like, he didn't tell her anything before going to dinner the first time, it seemed like. He didn't say, hey, like, by the way, this is literally the only food my grandma has to eat for the week, so maybe, like, don't eat that much. Like, I feel like if that was brought up at, like, the very first time they went... Like, I know he could have been like, well, I didn't expect her to, like, go get seconds. But, like, if you're hungry at someone's, like, place and there's food, you go and get more. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't hold any fault against her for, like, the first time they went. But then he, like, said, you know, afterwards and then before they went to dinner the second time, like, hey, just get, like, one small portion. Like, it's not really even, like, dinner that we're going to. It's, like, my grandma's just being nice and, like, we want to go to, like, it's like family support her. Time. But, like, don't eat that much because she needs the food. I feel like that's how it should be framed. And so I would say he's not the a-hole because I agree that he, like, also brought up a good uh, point by saying, like, hey, we can get more food. I see trouble in the future of the relationship, though. I don't think it's going to work out, honestly, between them. But And he doesn't seem like he thinks it's going to work out either. So I think that communication is key, and he did try and communicate. I think he, like, communicated well. It's just she was not really into that yeah this next one is am i the a-hole for wanting to feed bottle to my baby Mm, no never okay and then this one also has like basically she says like her whole story but then at the top she like gives this like giant disclaimer of like update like my husband whatever and like i'm not gonna read the update but basically she, like, kind of goes off on her husband during the story, but then after the fact, it's like, I oh, like miscommunication. We talked more about it. It's fine. Okay. Um, so, around, t- around 10 days ago, I gave birth to my first baby. Since then, I've exclusively breastfed. But for my annoyance, um, it hurts a lot. She's tried a bunch of different things. Um, still have, 
I still have fed my baby um, the two to th- accordingly to the two to the two to three hour windows until satisfied. I asked for alternatives, but um, have been, I asked for alternatives, but they told me that since I'm producing so much that it's better to breastfeed for now, so I don't get mastitis. Um, so no bottle for now. She's talking about like the doctors is who she's talked to. Um, it still hurt, so I asked the pediatrician again and said, let's see um, how she, he or she gains or loses weight first. Um, this week, we found out my baby is actually back to the birth weight and going up, which is very good news. So I asked if I could bottle feed again and got the green light. My husband knows it hurts and has also seen me breastfeed for like an hour, but he's not thrilled that I want to bottle feed. Last night, I pumped myself around three to three and a half ounces and fed my baby um, in less than 30 minutes. Baby did not cry and I was asleep right away. I finally slept better in more than one to two hours between feeding at night. My husband works, so I take care of the baby at night and try not to bother. This morning, around 5 or 6 a.m., he saw me bottle feed again and commented, so we are only going to use the bottle now, huh? Angrily, I told told him it was mostly at night and that we finally got to sleep without a fuss. He still says he's not happy about it and that I'm taking the easier route. I basically told him that it is not for him to decide. It's still breast milk, just not directly for my boob, and the only one who deals with it is me. And he scoffed, saying, you're always the victim doing everything. I would like to preface this by saying I hate when men have opinions about breastfeeding. I don't even know if I will or will not breastfeed, but I'm just like, why do you get to decide? Like, it's me that's doing it all. So I should get to decide what I'm going to do with my time and my body. So she's not the a-hole, but you already knew that. I feel like it's so weird, too, for it's breast milk either way. That's, like, usually the main argument that people have is it because it's, it's literally the difference is breast milk directly from the breast or breast milk in a bottle are you saying that she pumps yes oh like that's even like where better than what i was saying i know exactly my thing is like i don't know if i'm gonna breastfeed at all like i really haven't like decided that but we like we weren't breastfed and i turned out just fine like i just i don't get what the big whole breastfeeding issue is like i don't mind when men have an opinion like a preference, it's fine. But and it's honestly, it's worthy of discussion, okay? Because you're both parents. You both deserve to have your But there are a few opinions. things that I would say that one parent over the other should have more opinion on when it comes to raising a child. But I think breastfeeding is one where it's pretty much solely the woman who gets to decide. Because either way, your kid's going to get fed. Like, it will be fine. It's just a matter of, like, what is it costing the mother mentally, physically, emotionally, like, it's not an easy process. I don't think a lot of guys understand, like, how mentally and emotionally draining it can be. Like, is your baby latching? Like, is it going well? Like, are you how are you feeling physically? Milk? Like, how can you try just... and, like, and then people, if they aren't doing it well and they have that much pressure on themselves, then it's like they're failing if they can't do it. And, like, some babies don't latch on that well. Like, it's just, it's not a simple process. It's not black and white. And I think it should just be up to, like, the mother and maybe like the doctor about like, hey, this isn't working well. The dad should be secondary or and supportive in the process. Yeah, like, hello, she just carried your baby for nine months. Now you're complaining she's on a breastfeed. Uh, okay. All right, on to <laughs> the next one. So, am I the a-hole for saying my mom could move in without discussing it with my husband? Initial thoughts. I already read this one. Um, I felt like this was kind of... It's funny because I haven't even read it. <laughs> ...an everything sucks situation because I just think the circumstances... I think the circumstances are challenging 
and that the is that the husband Here. right we haven't read it yet so just title alone before you read it what were you thinking i would say yes that's what i was gonna say too because typically i like to say if you're married like your partner should be like your number one in like decision making when it comes to choices that will affect both of you and so like as much as i'd probably be like oh like if my mom needs a place to stay like she could probably stay with me you've got to ask your husband first that's what I think. And I'd expect him to do the same if someone in his family wanted to come stay with us. So now let me read it. And this will not, this is going to be more surprising to me because I've read it and Megan has. Um, I should mention that it's more about doing it after he said no, but he also told me we couldn't help her out financially in any way. So from my perspective, I didn't see an alternative. My husband and I have been together for several years. My mother isn't helpless, but due to mental illness and heart condition combined with being older in age, she can't work. And even if she could, she wouldn't be able to hold a job. She hasn't worked in her life. And although that isn't normal today for a woman in her age, it isn't out of the ordinary. Okay. She was supported by my father up to this point. My father passed away recently. My husband and I had disagreements over her mortgage and living situation and we compromised. My brother said he's going to see if he can rent it out for her. Is this person like saying anything? (laughs) Rent what out for her? The house? Yes. Oh. Uh, while she stays with me. My brother called and said he'll take care of the house for her until we figure that out. While my husband got home and after greeting my mom, he asked to speak to me in private, wanted to know what, what was going on, so I told him and he basically said I was an a-hole and hasn't spoken to me. He claims that I have no right to just move my mom in, but he's the one who said we weren't, quote, in the position to offer financial assistance assistance to your mother, end quote, because of his loans. So I compromised. This was my mom. This way, my mom won't have any huge bills. Am am I an a-hole for moving her in? I have a couple questions. Does the father passing away automatically mean she can no longer afford to live in the house that she was in? Because that was my first thing. Yeah, like, wouldn't you have had, like, life insurance or something? Or is it, like, she's not able to, like, live on her own? I don't know. Maybe. My second thing, or my second thought, I guess, was that... Look, if your mom has nowhere else to go, let's say she, let's say the moving out of the house is not an option, okay, and she has to move out for whatever reason, like, what are you, what are you going to do? I, if you can't help her financially, you can't afford to move her into a nursing home or group home or whatever, what's the other option? Yeah. I guess, like, in that scenario, I can see, like... The husband's going to be frustrated. Even if you, like, I'm putting myself in her situation... I'm like, okay, even if I would have talked to my husband and he would have said no, I would have been like, well, too bad. Like, there's literally no else for her to go. So she is, in fact, coming here. So I can see, like, from her perspective how, like, she was forced into that decision-making. I think the poster should have included more information because it's still kind of confusing as to, like, why can't she, the mom, stay with the brother? Does he have a family or something? Like, or does he live far away? I don't know. Um... I would say not the a-hole. I am, like, confused, though, because unless, like, the dad passed away unexpectedly, like, what were y'all preparing for? What was the plan? So, yeah. Here's my next title. Am I the a-hole for ruining my sister's wedding? Oh, okay. I was like, why are you pausing? Um... I mean, if she ruined her wedding right now, I want to say yes. Like, I don't have anything to go off of. Okay. So I, a 19-year-old female, live five hours away from my sister, a 27-year-old female. And as her maid of honor and sister, I've been helping with a lot of wedding planning. Did I read this? 
All of it has been over FaceTime. She allowed all the bridesmaids to pick their own dresses as long as they stuck to her theme, light yellow. I wasn't allowed to pick my dress, though, because she already chose a sleeveless, pale yellow knee-length dress for me. Well, the dress came in, and it was a little lighter than on the website, but that's to be expected. I showed her a picture, and she loved it. I went to the wedding with my boyfriend, a 20-year-old male, um, who was six foot eight. Neither my sister nor my now husband, or nor her now husband, have ever met him, but we're fine with him coming to the wedding. As soon as my sister saw us, she freaked out and started yelling about how I wore white. The lights were very bright and made the dress look white. Um, and she yelled at me for about ten minutes before moving on to yell about how my boyfriend was taller than her fiance, who is five foot nine. <laughs> no, so we drew the attention. That off can't of them. happen. I of course argued back. Everyone in my family thinks that I'm the a-hole and should apologize, but I'm not going to. You literally did nothing wrong. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is Your sister picked the dress out, and you sent it to her, and you were like, here's the dress. And she was like, oh, my God, I love it. And then you're telling me your boyfriend is the only guy at that wedding over six foot? And that was drawing the attention away? No one has ever been to a wedding and been like, have you seen those guys taller than the groom? Like, they're stealing the show. Yes. I would genuinely be so confused if I was her. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? I'd be like, girl, you sent this dress to me. I didn't pick it out. You're the one that picked light yellow. Yeah. Also, who picks, like, a color and, like, I mean, like, people do do this. But, like, I very much think that if you have a color for your bridesmaid dresses, they should be, get, like, get them from the same place. So, you know, they're the same shade, same exact color. Unless it's, like, an intentional, like, you know how some people do, like, those, like, similar tones and colors, but it's not quite the same. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about it either. I think sometimes I can see it and it looks good. honestly so hard for me. Hmm. I think of every single color. You don't know what color you would do for your wedding? I'm like, I don't think I like any of them. Right? Like, how? How is there not a single color that I'm just like, yes, that's the one? Like, I'm not doing blue. Haley's doing blue. But I don't think I would have done blue anyways. I'm not doing red, because who does, like, red? No. I don't mind dark green, but I feel like that's more for, like, a fall wedding. And I don't picture myself as, like, a fall wedding type of gal. Or, like, burnt orange. I don't mind that either, but I, like, again, I think that's fall. Yeah. Purple, I don't like. Ew, I don't like purple. Although I'm imagining, like, dark purples. Yeah. I haven't explored other options. Like, then what do you have? I don't want to offend anyone who's, like, picking different colors for their wedding. This is all personal opinion. Like, what else is there? Yellow? I don't know. I don't no. know if we got yellow. Pink. I'm not a pink gal either. So, that'll be fun to figure out. I'll do tan. Ooh, like a neutral thing could be kind of fun. I'd like, have to see you know, like, inspo pics. Not like tan, but you know those like me and my silk Champagne. dresses that I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm going to be cute. Like, could be cute. I don't know. I don't know what I'm planning right now. So, do we include everything with that one? I think so. Not the a-hole. Okay. This one's also wedding related. Am I the a-hole for how I reacted to my friend's wedding speech? This doesn't give you much to take off of, so I won't. So this is the bride? Uh, yes. I feel like you pretty much have... I think you're allowed any reaction you want on your wedding night to the speeches presented. So, well, let's see. All right. I got married two weeks ago to my husband. He's the love of my life. We've been together for five years. It was a small ceremony. It wasn't entirely traditional, but it was mostly per his culture. The reception was small, about 30 people, but more Western. Neither my husband and I care much about the wedding, 
We wanted to spend our lives together and have plans, and that means a legal agreement is necessary, and the cultural ceremony was a big deal to his traditional mother. It was not a Western wedding, so there was no best man or maid of honor or anything. I invited some family and friends, as did he. The way my husband and I met is a little bit embarrassing. It's funny in a way, it's funny in the way a lot of embarrassing stories can be years later, but I'm uncomfortable talking about it with people I'm not close with, and the nature of our encounter means his family doesn't know how we met, how we met exactly. They would frown upon it. I'm not ashamed of it, but I am embarrassed about it. One of my friends joked they'd talk about how we met in their speech. I said that I, one, didn't want any wedding speeches except by the fathers as per the ceremony's cultural traditions, and two, I hated about how or I hated talking about how we met in public. My friend knows this. I have shut down their attempt to, t- to talk about it with other people I'm not close with. They also know about his parents and family, or they know that his parents and family don't know how we really met. During the more Western-style reception, my friend had the music stopped, clinked the glasses, and gave a speech talking about how we met. My parents are laid back and didn't care. My father already knew, and his father, who was also laid back, managed to calm down his very traditional conservative mother, who is furious, and my husband has been scolded by and has had to stop her from scolding me. Our siblings are our age and didn't care, but extended and older family was not happy about it. It was a scene. The room literally fell completely silent as my friend spoke. I was very angry. I asked them to immediately leave, had them escorted when they didn't, and the reception was cut short because of the mood change. I haven't spoken to my friend since the day after when I explained in tears how hurt I was. I did not even receive an apology, and I haven't spoken to them since. Other friends were on my side at first, but it's now been almost three weeks since the incident, and even they are telling me to forgive at this point. It doesn't really seem like that person was a very good friend. Right? So... I would say you're not the a-hole, especially if you explicitly said, don't talk about this. I feel like it goes without saying, like, they shouldn't talk about it. It's your wedding. Wouldn't it be funny if they just, like, met on, like, a dating app or something? I know. I'm kind of <laughs> like, it really does. The weight would kind of impact the thought process here. But being that she doesn't say anything, then I feel like just roll with her and, you know, if she doesn't want something to be talked about at her wedding and you surprisingly do bring it up at her wedding and she gets mad. I just feel like I had brought it on yourself. So it does kind of suck that the other friends are like switching sides though, Mm -hmm. because then you're like, wait, and then it makes you wonder if you're like the one who's in the wrong, which is why you're posting on here. Cause you don't know, but I'm here to say, I think you had a fine reaction. Although, like, you didn't share the extent of, like, how you met. So, like, if it was, like, some sort of, like, dating app, I'd be like, it's not that deep. But you make it sound like it's so much worse. So, I don't know. Am I the a-hole for accidentally revealing two teenage girls' plans? I have nothing to go off of, so I don't know. Okay. I, 22-year-old female, work at a movie theater. About 10 minutes before a show, a teenage girl came up and looked very stressed. This is approximately what she said. Teenage girl, so I have five tickets. I'm going to scan them all, um, and three guys are coming in later, so can you let them in? Their bus isn't here yet. Me, oh, that would be fine. The movie doesn't start for another ten minutes due to ads. The girl, no, I want to scan all of us in now. Me, uh, okay, I'll try and remember, but there's a chance I go away from here and a coworker takes my place, so we'd really prefer it if you scan the tickets when you're all here. The girl, no, I can't do that. It's They're getting late, so I have to do it now. Me, okay, fine. She scanned all five tickets, no problem, and then instead of entering, she walked away. Chalking it up to the girl not understanding what I was telling her, I let her go. Maybe five minutes later, she shows up with two adults and a girl. I'm very confused since she had five tickets, not four, 
And she'd said, the guys. And I think this must have been taking place in a different language because she said in Swedish, she used the word Kalarna, which is specifically gendered male. So I found it hard to believe the parents were the guys. Um, it also applies, implies younger guys. Okay. Um, they don't try and come inside. They just stand to have a heated discussion. I don't pick up what's being said. I'm checking people in when three guys come up um, around the girl's age. They awkwardly go. Uh, I think someone came and scanned us in. The girl who was standing behind them, not seeing the guys. I let them in. I don't really have a reason not to. Tickets were checked and legit, and it was just a question of whether they knew where to go. So the girl was having a heated discussion with the parents, and so I think, okay, she probably didn't see the guys go, that the guys are here. So I walked up to them, specifically the girl, and I say, hey, so uh, I think the guys you were talking about are here, and they're on time. And the girl stares at me wide and shakes her head, and I can see the parents' faces grow red. And I realize what's happening. Obviously, one of the sets of parents of the girls were not okay with them going to the movies in the company of the three guys. Please believe me, I know that I'm guilty of being slow. That's not under discussion. I'm embarrassed as heck. In my defense, I was so sure the issue was that the girl was afraid the boys would miss the movie and herself by extension. Um, younger people sometimes assume we don't let people into the movie after that movie started, so I thought that that was the issue. I would say not the a-hole, because I don't think they did anything wrong. I'm honestly confused as to what the plan was. Because it was for the two girls and then those three guys to go to the movie. So yeah. why are the parents there? There must, I feel like there had to have probably been some sort of, like, the parents were probably dropping the girl off, and then maybe we're just kind of like, don't let the guys come to the movie, you're like, what? Maybe they just had bad vibes from their daughter, and they didn't trust her, and they were like, are you up to something? And yes. then, clearly she was. I mean, I can see, like, the frustration on, like, the teenage girl's part in the sense of, like, oh, why is this movie theater person, like, bothering me, like, and ruining everything? But, like, you're just doing your job, and, like, how are you supposed to know that this was some yeah. scheme that you were going to ruin? So, I don't think you're the a-hole. Just doing your job. <laughs> so, you're good. Does everyone else kind of agree with that in the comments? I can look. Um, not the a-hole, not the a-hole. Not the a-hole. Pretty much the consensus. All right. So, next one I have is another wedding one. Am I the a-hole for not leaving my sister's wedding with my husband after he got kicked out of it? This has got layers. Um, I'm going to say no because I feel like the husband could have done something dumb and she's like, it's my sister's wedding night. There's only one of them, so I need to stay. All right, let's get into it. My female 30 sister's female 27 wedding was last week she and her husband chose formal attire as the dress code for their wedding it was mentioned beforehand to give guests the heads up when my husband male 33 found out he didn't like it he didn't like it at all saying he didn't think it was fair to dictate what guests wear in the first place and that this entire role was stupid and unnecessary are you gonna say something i was gonna say pause i have a couple things you absolutely decide the dress code of your wedding like as even if it's like what they're doing which is formal that's like a pretty common like, thing. People always do that. Second of all, what do you guys think on having a color scheme requirement for guests? Not, not that I have a wedding that I'm planning anytime soon, but I kind of like the idea. But I do kind of think that I worry about some, the follow through. some guests would maybe find it annoying, but some guests might also find it fun. And, you know, maybe it helps them. I'd use it as an excuse to buy something new. So I don't know. Okay, 
then complained on a personal level to my sister and her now husband. He said he wanted to wear something casual, which is what he usually wears, and asked if they could turn a blind eye and just let him attend wearing casual since he's family. Casual and formal are very different. My brother-in-law said rules are rules and no exceptions. My husband repeatedly expressed how uncomfortable he was wearing a suit and that all his old suits are just lame and made him look older. My brother-in-law stated this was the official dress code and asked my husband to either follow it or not. Why is this guy being so problematic? Right? Your husband's annoying. Like, why is he... I'm getting Doing this. My husband came home after that saying my brother-in-law was power tripping and acting like a typical spoiled white kid who wants everything his way and control others as they were puppets. I don't know if this was written, like, in English or, like, if this person is an English speaker because I'm having to paraphrase a little bit here. Um... I said that's his wedding. Of course, he gets the final say and suggests that he wear his newest suit and buy a tie. At the day of the wedding, I went early to help my sister since I had a part in it, and suddenly we heard noise coming from the entrance. It was my husband wearing blue jeans and a red guerra t-shirt, arguing with my brother-in-law and the staff insisting on getting inside. I rushed to get involved, and my brother-in-law repeatedly asked my husband to go put on a suit or not come back. My husband refused, and they exchanged a few choice words, and mom got involved, but my brother-in-law told him to leave. My husband resisted, then told me to grab my stuff so we could leave together. I said no. He looked stunned, and I said I didn't this do the anything. Rehearsal? Besides, I wanted to be with my sister and had work to do. He got upset and left. No, this is the day of the wedding. But not, like, during the wedding? No. Okay. They're, like, getting ready. He blew up at me after I got home, saying I had no problem standing there, watching my sister and her husband humiliate and kick him out, then refusing to take a stand and leave with him. I told him this was the outcome of his stubbornness, and he replied, saying, since when was wanting to have freedom to wear whatever I want meant stubbornness? He said I should have supported him and went home with him. Uh, yeah. Her husband's there annoying. are red flags all over Divorce this Divorce him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know her like, scenario, but not kind of kidding. So. Too I, many... Yeah. Just too much about him. Has your husband never been to a wedding before? My goodness. Does he throw a fit every time you have to? What do you do your like? What do he do at your wedding? Did he not dress up? It's like a little child. So. Yeah, I don't think people in the comments like her husband, and I don't either. So, like someone said, you are not the a-hole, but what is wrong with your husband? <laughs> so. Okay. Am I the a-hole for not wearing the dress my husband told me to and upsetting my mother-in-law at her anniversary party? I mean, I want to say not the a-hole because, you know, I think that you should be able to decide what you want to wear, but <laughs> I don't have any context. Guess what? So. That goes exactly against what the last thing said. <laughs> that is funny, but not for, you know what I mean? Okay. My husband and I haven't been getting along at all recently. As far as everyone knew, as far as everyone we know is concerned, we're as happy as ever though. So I still go to all the events he goes to. On Saturday, my in-laws hosted a party to celebrate their anniversary. A few days before the party, my husband gave me a dress and told me to wear it on the day. It rubbed me the wrong way, and even though the dress was beautiful, I decided I wouldn't wear it. When it was time to leave and he saw I was wearing a different dress, he told me to go and change. I knew it wasn't worth arguing with him over, so especially since we were already late, so I told him I would wait for him outside. At the party, my mother-in-law asked my husband why he hadn't given me the dress. He confirmed he had, and my mother-in-law asked me if I didn't like it and told me I should have told her... And she would have gotten me a different dress. Honestly, I didn't know what to say because I assumed the dress was for my husband since no one had mentioned otherwise. And my mother-in-law looked upset. My husband ended up telling her I didn't fit because I had gained a lot of pregnancy weight and I was too embarrassed to admit it to anyone. 
My mother-in-law gave me a long speech about how I didn't need to be embarrassed and that it was normal. I ended up feeling really guilty because she seemed sad that I didn't that I hadn't worn the dress and I would have if I had known that it was from her. My mother-in-law is a lovely person, so upsetting her makes me feel bad. After his mother left us alone, my husband asked me if my little tantrum still felt good and told me the next time I should ask before I try to make a point. So, hmm. I feel like this is a weird situation all around. Because I'm not saying that she, like, had to have worn the dress, but she said she liked it. So, like, I just don't really know, like, why she didn't wear it when he's like, hey, you should wear this. And she was like, I like it, but I didn't want to wear it. Because she doesn't like her husband right now. Oh. Did you miss that? Was that the beginning? I was kind of confused as to what was going on. Because they were having, having marital issues. Oh. Well, now I can kind of understand, like, why she wouldn't want to wear it. Um... He should have said that it was, like, he knows that you don't like him right now, I'm guessing, because, hello. So I feel like he should have, like, assumed, like, well, why would she want to wear the dress that I'm giving her? So he should have had the forethought to be, like, how can I, like, get her to agree to wear this dress? And, like, if he knows that you like his mom, and, like, he would say, hey, this is, like, a gift from my mom for you to wear tonight, then you'd have probably been, like, okay, I'll wear it. So I would say not the a-hole. And I feel like she's only uh, like upset that she upset her mother-in-law. But like, how are you supposed to know that it would upset her? Because you didn't know it was from her. This one is a consensus that everyone sucks. See, I agree with that. I also feel like, I don't know, they just seem like they're in a tough spot. Because, like, literally the comment that he makes just in addition to... The dress, like, him, his excuse that he came up with, like, Yeah, like, what? Like, okay. Not necessary. Okay. Uh, Next one I have. Am I the a-hole for requesting to be called my name instead of mama? In the context, it's not her children. It is people referring to her as mama. Then, no. Okay. Um, I am a mother of two and pregnant. My family doctor's nurse was repeatedly calling me mama when I came in about my pregnancy or for one of the kids. I tried gently, I tried gently correcting to my name, but she'd just give me a look and keep it up the next time. I asked to be called my name, to which she said she was being nice and I didn't need to be rude. I said, I don't want to be rude, but I have a name and I'm only a mother to my kids. She tried, tried arguing that it's nice of her to call me that and I should be proud and happy I'm a mama and that she's calling me that. So I told her that when it's needed to address me as a parent, she can call me mother because I don't like the variations of the word. She said that's terrible because only kids who don't love their mothers call them that and that normal families use mom or mommy or mama. But we're not native English speakers and my kids call me mother in our language, which is for us normal and common. So I prefer the direct translation because the words like mama and mama, they wrote like mama twice, but different ways, uh, just don't mean anything to me. I would have said, I wouldn't have said this otherwise. I'd just let it go. And it's probably a normal word for her, but I figured if we're already having tension, might as well get this out of the way too. The doctor heard us and told her to call me what I told her, but during the appointment said it's strange when I requested, or strange what I requested, and she sees why the nurse was angry about it. I told her I stand by what I said, and she also seemed unsatisfied. My husband says I was unnecessarily rude as well, and so does my sister. She agrees I should be happy to be called so. My mom says she's glad for me because she always hated that too, but never found the voice to speak up. I have multiple thoughts on this for each of the people. 
one health, the healthcare workers, like the nurse is a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. The nurse and the doctor, I find it odd that they were so insistent in their ways when like healthcare, at least like you're always told like to kind of be more patient centered, client centered, do as they wish as long as it's not hurting anyone, which clearly her request was not. I also personally find it weird when people like so easily just like call people mama. Like, I don't know. Some people just do that and like rolls right off their tongue and it can even be in like not mother context. Like people just use that as a nickname sometimes. And like, that's so not. Don't you think it's weird when people call kids that? Like, it's just so, it doesn't like, make sense Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. I'll see be like, a mom talking to her kid should be like, hey, mama. Like, what? So, I find it weird that the nurse did that, and then after being probably politely asked to just call her by her name, it was not just, like, let go she's like, that. you know, you should really actually appreciate that. Instead of just, like, accepting, like, the correction, be like, thank you, like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you didn't like that, like, I'll try and call you your name from now on that's what you're supposed to do especially just like you know we're in school to be like healthcare professionals you're taught to like be client-centered like Megan was saying and if your patient you know prefers to be called something you should just call them what they want to be called and not make a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal so definitely not the a-hole so yeah okay Am I the a-hole for not letting someone take my car to the hospital in an emergency? Hmm. This is tough because I don't know the emergency. Like, if it's an obvious emergency where, like, she can tell it's not fake, I kind of want to say yes. But, like, what if it's, like, a fake emergency? You don't want someone to steal your car, you know what I mean? So I need context. I'm getting ready to go to work, and my sister frantically runs in my room saying her friend needs to go to the hospital and she can't afford an ambulance. I ask what's wrong with her, and she said she fell and dislocated her shoulder and is in a lot of pain. My issue is if I miss work or I'm late again that I've already had warnings for tardiness and cannot afford to get fired. I told her no and to call an ambulance or an Uber and left for work. I feel like an a-hole, but I cannot sink myself to save someone else. This is tough. Because... A dislocated shoulder, while, you know, you want to get that place back as soon as possible, it's not, like, life-threatening, you know? Yeah. So that plays into it. But I really, like, I don't want to say, like, I expect, like, your work to, like, you know, move mountains for you. But, like, I feel like an understanding employer would, like, be understanding of you needing to get someone to the emergency room. Like, maybe that's just me assuming the best in the employer, but... I feel like that's a valid excuse to be late. Like, if you've been tardy before, this is probably one of the better reasons to be tardy. So, I don't know. I felt like they could have they could have gave a little bit. Like, I just feel You're like... You're really going to make them call an Uber when you have the means. Like, as like a go human, just, like, off. in that context, like, I feel like it's, like, your human responsibility to provide, like, the emergency... Support? Service? I don't know. I don't know how far the hospital is from you. So. I'm just thinking, like, if I was in that situation, I feel like I probably would have been, like, oh, like, I'll just help you with this because this is, like, more important than me getting to work on time. So. That's where I stand. But who knows? Maybe I'm she's like, I would have been curious fired. what the comments are, so. 
I feel like people say not the a-hole because they'll be like, if you were going to be late, then of course you weren't going to yeah. take her to the hospital. Everyone's saying not the a-hole. They're probably like, where's her car? Okay. Um, next one I have is, am I the a-hole for breaking my promise to renew the lease with my friend because of the guy she's dating? Initial thoughts. No. My lease will end in three months. When we talked about it, she wanted me to renew it. However, since that conversation, she has started to date someone who I'm not fond of. He makes homophobic jokes, plays the devil's advocate when anything progressive is brought up. He made fun of me at coloring my nails and made numerous digs at me about it. I face uh, that kind of stuff a lot, and I don't want to face it in my own house. I talked to her about it, and she just brushes it off by saying uh, he is a bit mean and then changes the topic. I told her that I won't be renewing the lease, and I'm planning to move out when the lease is up. She's angry at me for blindsiding her because we have been friends for a long time, and she has anxiety, which gets heightened by strangers, so it'll be horrible for a few months for her if she has to find new roommates. I didn't really want to explain the reason why I was moving out, but she did, or but she pushed me hard, and I told her that I didn't want to interact with her boyfriend. My friend thinks I'm an a-hole for moving out. I feel bad about it because I know how bad it will be for her when she has to get a new roommate. It will not be fun. You're being too kind for being so concerned about her. And that's because everyone needs to, like, take care of themselves, which is what you're doing by getting yourself out of the situation. She will be fine. She will live. You have no obligation to be her roommate. So I think if you feel more comfortable leaving, then no worries. Yeah. Like, I can kind of see, like, why the roommate would be upset if it's, like, putting them in a strange... Like, I'd be more understanding if they, like, cared about more the financial side of things. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you got to get a new roommate, then, like, you know, too bad, so sad. Your Have your boyfriend original move roommate. Move in. Yeah. Your boyfriend can move in, and then you guys split the rent. Yeah, I mean, you have to take care of yourself first, and if you, like, you should be able to, like, live somewhere and not have to, like, worry about who you're interacting with. So, I think that the original poster is not the a-hole. All right, I have one more. As do I. Am I the a-hole for not taking my fiancé slash husband's last name? No. To preface, I've told him from the beginning that I would eventually take his last name but wouldn't change it immediately because I don't want to go through the hassle of changing everything legally shortly after the wedding. That does seem like a hassle. And I'm not quite ready to get rid of my last name because I've always been me for the world, me to the world for the last almost 30 years, and I love my name. And when other people ask if I would be taking his name, my answer is always yes, but not immediately. He's never had any issue with that. So today we got our marriage license. I fill out my portion with my last name. He started questioning me as to why I didn't put his name and how it would be easier for me since it would be it would get the ball rolling. I reminded him that I told him many times I wasn't going to change it immediately. Well, we get out of the courthouse and he's upset and prying into why I didn't put his last name and how me saying I wasn't going to do it immediately kind of leaves it open-ended if I didn't give a deadline. He continues with asking if there's some sort of thought about our marriage that it isn't going to work so it would be easier on me not to change it and how he's sad because we won't be anyone because we won't be known as the his last names. Also, so people says. change their names because it shows love and commitment and that's just how marriage goes and taking his last name is important to him and it hurts his feelings that I didn't put down his name. I try to reassure him that me not taking his last name right now has nothing to do with him. I want to do it in my own time and when I'm ready to, and have the name layout figured out that 
doesn't discredit the fact that we're still married. And, or I don't know if I worded that right, but it doesn't discredit the fact that we're still married. And if it shows loving commitment, why doesn't he change his last name to mine? Said that to be petty. He also said he thought when I said immediately, it meant that while we're still, it meant while we're still, why will, oh my goodness. It meant while we're still engaged. But I'm like, who the hell changes their name while they're engaged? Yeah, what? Anyways, I'm aware there's clearly some miscommunication, but am I the a-hole? I feel like I told him my intentions from the beginning, and it's not my fault. He thought immediately was while we were in the fiancé stage. Um, am I not taking his feelings towards this seriously enough, or is he making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be? And I honestly feel like everyone's feelings are valid. I feel like this is a situation that's like pretty common because it's very traditional in the sense for women to change their last name to guys. And like, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to like hate the traditional view. Like this girl's not saying she's not taking her fiance's last name. Husband now. Husband now. But I guess in my mind, cause like, I like I do think that I will end up taking my husband's last name, but it certainly is like a thought, at least like in my mind of like, do I, don't I? But like I've, I've thought about it. Already thought I've already kind of been like I want the cohesiveness, and like look, could you argue? Oh, you could take the woman's last name then too. I don't really care that much, honestly. I think like growing up, I always just had the assumption that I would take my husband's husband's last name, and like as of right now, I still feel like I will. But you can't deny that, like, for however long you've been living, like, your current name with the last name you were born with has been your identity your whole life. And so, like, I struggle to imagine, like, me with like, a different last name. Like, to me, changing name. my last name wouldn't equate any more significance in our relationship. No. But I do think, like, so I don't have the weight on it that he, this fiancé husband's putting on it. Um, and that's, like, a different viewpoint that they have on the last name. But and that's I also, why I think his feelings are valid because it's like he has that weight attached to it. And so I approach it mind, more from a standpoint of when I eventually have a family, I just like the cohesiveness of everyone having the last name, like the same last name. Yeah, I do too. And I, just, I don't like hyphens. I know that's everyone's solution to the last name situation. I personally hate hyphens so much. My fourth grade teacher had a great hyphenated last name though. I won't reveal it because I don't want to. I also don't like the switching middle name to my last name. I Did I say that right? Switching. Switching my last name to my middle name. Don't like yeah. that either. I do think that people who are famous, that makes sense to do. Because then it's like Kim Kardashian Their brand. West. Sean Johnson East. Like it just, it makes more sense that way. But otherwise, I think you just got to change it or not. Yeah. I've thought about like, oh, like what if I just kept my last name? But I think as of right now, I probably will change it. But I can definitely like relate to people wanting to like keep their last name. I feel like the most realistic thing, which isn't necessarily even the same thing, but like Kristen Johns, she's married to Marcus Johns and she still hasn't technically legally changed her last name because she just hasn't gotten around that to it. That seems like a lot of work. So That's that would be the situation the that, barrier that I'm going to face. I'll be like, ugh. Who's going to get all this paperwork for me? Me? So. Tell the husbands they should do it if they want their wives to change the last name. You get me all the paperwork. All right. Uh, do we come up with a consensus? I'd say not the a-hole. Maybe just, like, communicate better. Although I don't know, like, what he was thinking with, like, I just thought you weren't changing your name when we were engaged. No one changes their name when they're engaged. Yeah. What? That was his bad. Okay, last one I have. 
It's a pretty lighthearted one. Am I the a-hole for asking my boyfriend to buy my shampoo? No. Why do you say that? Seems like a simple errand. Okay. I'll make this quick. I, 20 female, have been with my boyfriend, 20 male, for four years. For the past few months, he has been showering at my place a lot. He has to share his shower where he lives, and his roommates are gross. This has caused some tension recently. When he showers at my place, he uses my products. He uses my Olaplex to wash his hair, my body wash, and uses mm, my $60 Olaplex, moisturizer. Olaplex is expensive. At first, I wasn't going to split hairs over money, and it wasn't that bad. I didn't want him to lug all his shower and face products over just for a once-in-a-while shower. Now it's constant, and I tried broaching the subject. He brushed it off. I went to the store and purchased some cheaper products that he could use if he found himself showering at my place if he wasn't going to fix the issue. He thought I was being crazy. He argues that I'm making a huge deal about sharing and that the money probably equals out somewhere else in our relationship, which no, it doesn't, but whatever. He then stated, he's my boyfriend. Why can't he use my stuff? He just really likes the Olaplex. (laughs) I asked if he would contribute to replacing my products. He then said, it's not his fault that I buy the most expensive products I can, which is not only an exaggeration, but it's also not his call. She bought the cheap stuff for him. This bothers me so much because, like, I understand, like, the splitting she literally like, did everything right. If I had like some freaking head and shoulders, first, no. At I first, do. I was going to say, is it really that big of a deal? But like, she's buying expensive products that she's investing in. Then she went and said, you know what? I don't want to split hairs over this. I'm going to go buy. So then she put more of her money stuff. into it, so he can use that. Like, and he shouldn't care. Why does he care? Yeah, he wanted the old plex. He's like, babe, my hair's been feeling really good, but I don't want to pay for it. So, I don't like it. I think it's something they can work through. Like, she literally did everything possible. She was like, hey, like, this stuff is expensive. Like, you know, I bought you this stuff that's, like, a little bit cheaper. And, like, you can use it when you're here. And he's like, um. Like, probably what? exactly what he was using at his own place. Right? I'd be like, if you want to split my old plugs, then you Venmo me $30. I literally want to try old plugs so bad because I hear amazing things. But it's, like, it kind of confuses me because there's, like, six different products. And I swear there's, like, not just a shampoo and conditioner. I'm sure there probably is, but, like, there's, like, a six-plus step process. And I'm like, do you have to do all six? Every time you shower? I don't know. That would be a lot of work. So, Queen, you are not the a-hole. Your boyfriend definitely is. So, that's all we have for this Am I the A-hole episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And don't forget to tell... Your friends, your family, anyone you think that would enjoy this podcast, uh, send them your favorite episode. And we would appreciate that. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's at according to, all spelled out. There's no numbers. It's just TWO for two. Um, make sure you guys go rate us on iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> iTunes doesn't it's exist. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.